0: Amen. amen 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 all right uh mike do you want to share with us a, a thought today to kick us off sure thank you for the invitation um a lot of stuff is happening in london at the moment i i am reluctant to use the word revival but it's the closest i've probably experienced to a collective repentance and a collective revival i i I've titled this little devotional The Accidental Revival because I feel we've walked into it accidentally. When we came back after lockdown, I was determined to get the cells rejuvenated, but I wasn't quite sure how to go about that. So I sought the Lord and I felt repentance, just collective personal repentance in me at a deeper level than ever. And then to bring that to the church And I didn't really know what way that was going to be taken. I didn't know how that was going to go down. But I have to say, I'm overwhelmed at the moment. I'm blown away by what is taking place. And I thank God for it. So that caused us to have a little study in the word repentance and what it actually means, especially in ministers and in mature believers, those who have been in church for years and years and years. It can look very different and demand very different things than a new believer. We all know the definition of the word repent in Greek, metanoia, simply means to change your mind. In the Hebrew, it's teshova, which largely means to return or to change direction. But you'll find hundreds of articles online from theologians who complain bitterly about the English word, repent, because that involves behavior. And yet the original Greek did not. And there's a little thing in there that I've discovered just in these last few months about me, about my walk in repentance. And it's been powerful. For example, in Mark's gospel, Jesus said metanoia. This was the call. Change your mind. Mark 1.15. In Luke 3.1, John the Baptist said metanoia. Peter, in Acts 3.38, he said metanoia. He proclaimed, change your mind to those who did not believe. And then Paul, talking to more mature believers in Romans 12, he says, therefore, do you get it? You continue in growth as a Christian by being transformed, by the renewing of your mind. Now, I love the parable of the prodigal son in verse 17, where it says, when he began to think clearly, then, once he changed his mind, he then said, I will arise and go back to my father. And the behavior followed that initial change of thinking. I don't know about you, I, I got saved in a Baptist church. Very good people, they were born again. I love that place, I still love it today. However, the preaching of the gospel to me, I believe, affected my walk. Because these good men, they said, Mike, if you do this and do that, repent of this and change that, And come forward, you can be saved. But that's salvation by works, right? It's not metanoia as such. And if I start out like that, and I believe I did, I started out with behavior first. I believe that slowed me up in sanctification. That's what I believe. I'll give you an example from my own personal life. I've been married twice. My first marriage was 15 years long. And in the first two years of that marriage, I was a terrible husband. I hated marriage. As soon as I got married, I was sorry I got married. I wanted out of this thing. I hated the institution of marriage, the restrictions of it. But I couldn't change. And I had a confrontation with Jeanette about the end of the second year. And I I, I stormed out of the house but I was so wounded with myself and my behavior. On that little walk, I did not change my behavior. I dramatically changed my mind. I tell you, I changed my mind. And I went back home, I didn't say anything, but she said I became an excellent, excellent husband. My behavior, and you know what guys, it was easy. It was easy. It was not a struggle with the sanctification. To this very day, I do not find it difficult to be a good husband. But I don't have to struggle with my behavior. And I see something of what, she, you know, my church was preaching salvation by works, but they didn't even know it. And that led me into a lifestyle of sanctification through works, if I'm not careful. And the accuracy of scripture, the accuracy of the words of Jesus and Paul and Peter and John, I think it's not a mistake. So to those who don't believe in God, I say, repent, change your mind. Fundamentally, the Bible says, repent towards God. To my members, I say, bear fruit in keeping with the repentance that you have professed. But to us guys, to senior leaders, And this is where I get really convicted in the last few months. I need to show more fruit. I need to show more fruit in my life of repentance that's so much so that it's inspiring to my people also to bear fruit. And that's where I've been deeply convicted. So I ask myself, okay, you can deal with yourself. Where am I in repentance? Am I still stuck at a primary stage? Have I moved? You see, when I changed to my wife, that's secondary stage repentance, right? That's repentance in my house with my wife. Repentance in public, no, that's repentance in private. That's, you know, home life repentance, financial repentance. And then every other, that's secondary repentance. What does mature repentance look like? We give God all the glory. That's mature repentance. I submit to both God and men. That's mature repentance. I walk in humility. That's mature repentance. How is my progressive repentance? We were. I was praying with my wife this morning. This little thought came into my mind. It would be easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for some mature Christians to repent. It would be easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for some mature Christian. That's very hard. I know. But it's interesting, and I've been thinking about it for the last hour. What, what does that mean? Anyway, back to our accidental revival. Shane asked me to look at cells in London. Jeremy asked me the same thing. And I, it breaks my heart because I know these people very well. Many of them have been in churches 30, 40, 50 years. They've, they've done cells. They've, you know, they've been through this cycle umpteen times. And I was so reluctant to go into the church and say, OK, guys, we're going to relaunch cells after lockdown. I was so reluctant to do that. It's the truth. How We've just opened 20 new cells, okay, in three months. So before they came back, I thought, Lord, I'm going to ask them to come back. But what do I do when I don't know what to do? What do you do when you don't know what to do? Repent, (laughs) because I should know what to do. Forgive me, Lord, forgive me. I repent and I come before you and I'm going to ask all these people to come with me. And this is the shock, guys. They did. They did. So they came back on the first Sunday, and I said, I want everyone, just, just trust me a minute and walk with me. Just come along this road. I want to start again. I'm a mature minister in on paper, but I want to pr- proceed in my repentance. I'm even embarrassed at the level of it. So the people came. The first week was quiet. The second week... We came in and you could feel the fear of the Lord. You could feel a reverence for God in the building. The third week, baptisms in the Holy Spirit. Left, right and centre. The spirit fell. Spirit fell in the room. No altar call. No need, no altar call. No need, no manipulation. Nothing. And then the fear increased. Then the humility increased. And you know scripture says? Repent and believe. Then those who didn't believe started to believe. Repent and believe. And I wanted our people to believe in cells. I wanted them to believe. I don't have to do that now (laughs) because repentance did that for me. Deep, progressive. And I, I mean, I see more clearly than ever. If I want my church to grow in faith, they need to grow in repentance. If I want to proceed in faith, I must proceed in repentance. But the biggest change that I've seen and the most rewarding, the most exciting is, and I want to get this wording correct I am experience, I'm experiencing a spontaneous, mostly member driven revival towards cells. I'm experiencing a spontaneous, mostly member driven revival towards cells. The cynicism was destroyed through repentance, the unbelief was destroyed through repentance. It's good to get a scriptural base for everything, isn't it? I, I went back to scriptures in the last few weeks and I said, God, w- what, just, what just happened there? And I was reading the story of Zacchaeus when Jesus called Zacchaeus's repentance true. He said, truly, salvation has come to this home. I don't know if we see that anywhere else. But do you know what? As soon as Zacchaeus repented, he had a cell group. <laughs> Right? Jesus was in his house. Jesus was in the cell Repentance led to an open home. In the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2, I love that chapter. The, the, The first 30 verses, it's nothing but repentance everywhere you look. The last 20 verses, it's all home. Everybody's at home. Repentance leads to people wanting to respond. And part of that is opening their personal home. Now, I need to emphasize to myself every morning, it's sincere repentance. It's not superficial. It's not primary repentance like we've just covered. It's a much deeper level. How do I know that I'm repenting? One of the big things, I think, is that I say sorry to the people that I've done wrong to. So I, on the first Sunday back, in the Comeback Sunday, that's the first thing I did. I said, guys, I apologize for me. Sorry that I'm not perfect. Sorry that I haven't done this. If my attitude's been wrong. And I went to several individuals and say, look, I know I spoke to you like this. I'm sorry. That just almost opened a floodgate of I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like people running. I'm sorry as well. Actually, I'm sorry. And it almost gave a permission in the place. It's, we need to come down this road. We need to come down this road. The second, so when was the last time you said sorry? <laughs> that could be the last time you actually repented. Restitution. Zacchaeus immediately didn't just make rent, restitution. He went overboard, right? When was the last time we sought to make restitution for our wrongs? That could be. The last time you repented. And lastly, as I said, repentance brings a desire to serve. And that's what opened the homes from those who had been quite cynical. David said, creating me a pure heart, cause me to repent, restore the joy of my salvation. Then I will teach transgressors your ways. Repentance led to David ministering. Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat But I have prayed for you. And when you repent, go into ministry. When you repent, strengthen your brothers. Repentance leads to ministry. And I just want to encourage you. It's a blessing to me. I did not know what to do. And I thank God for just following his instructions, bringing people to repent. And I got the very thing I was looking for, but not the way I thought I would get it. I want a a revival here that's a repentance based revival some of our younger people you know i can give them a vision i can preach to them about this strategy or that and they may re- they may respond because they're younger but see the older people this is my problem all these guys been around the block so many they they struggle to believe in that and so repentance for the older people was the key at least in my situation repentance is the most positive word in scripture Jesus did not say repent because you're going to hell. He said, repent because the kingdom is here. (laughs) Repent because the kingdom is, is this is actually good news. There's a bottle of Coke here and the labels are different all over the world, but in the UK, it says on the bottle, it says return, return. In different countries, it says different things. In Greece, On the coat bottle, do you know what it says? Epistrophal, return and refill. The very word that Jesus said to Peter, return and refill and send back out, recycling. And in some ways in Luke's gospel there, that's what Jesus was doing with an older believer. If our older people particularly can return, repent, decant, be filled and be recommissioned, we can send them back into the field. I pray that God would give us a repentance-based personal revival that we could carry to our churches and regions. Back to you, Pastor Jeremy. Yeah, excellent.